Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, world. Shelley Roshear here, and welcome to the show. I just have a few thoughts to share with you today, and one of them is, you know, just a little bit about the world we're living in and, and our attitudes around uh, this time in history. Now, I do want to make a disclaimer. Other than when I'm doing a encouragement podcast, and, and I know this is, is encouraging to some people, but not really like in a straight line coaching type uh, uh significance. More about commentary. Please remember that my views are just that. They are a point of view. Doesn't make them real, factual. It's a point of view based on the facts I'm presented with. Well, you know, whether that be our world, our government, religion, churches, you know, history, it, it's sort of irrelevant in the fact that some people want to, you know, always have confrontation. You probably have people like this in your life. And you're probably not one of those people if you're listening to my podcast on a regular basis because here we are about freedom of speech and expression, new ideas, you know, how to be the best you can be in moving forward. So like I say, always remember, even when I'm recommending a book, I probably found something amazing in that book. Doesn't mean I had necessarily agreed with all of it. This podcast is no different. Take what you need, leave the rest. It's a point of view. The reason I start with that disclaimer is I know I do make comments a lot about sort of what's going on in the world and can, I get upset with it. You know, it's it's a lot of hatred and exclusion, even though uh, the woke population calls it inclusion. It's not. It's exactly opposite of that, actually. It's just a different type of racism, a different type of exclusion. And the minority wants to, and it is a minority, there's just a small group of people that fit into this demographic that's causing a lot of the issues right now and getting a lot of the attention, maybe that's the better term, that in turn can cause issues. So always remember that. I tell you all the time, you're not alone. All points of view matter. There's always been, you know, if you don't, if there's no discussion, if there's no disagreement, if there's no um, even conflict about ideas, then we're not growing as a human race. And we do need to continue to grow. We are a long, long way from being where we need to be. But it is a journey no different than your personal journey. The planet's on a journey as well. Mankind is on a journey as well. All right, so setting that aside, here's the epiphany I had it I had recently because I too have been struggling. I can get very bogged down in, I guess you just call it the gossip of politics. And when you just see things that just don't make logical sense that aren't for the benefit of mankind or not kind and inclusive of everyone. You know, the second people say to me something about lives matter, but they prefix it with a specificity, I'm not hearing you because all lives matter. And even though I may not agree, opinions, they're necessary for discussion. If we all 
thought the same way and liked the same things. The world would be one color. I don't mean race. I mean, you know, everyone's houses would be beige and there would be, there would be no diversity. Well, what's the fun in that? I understand about keeping culture alive, but diversity and opinions and differences of opinions, they all should have a place respectfully. And what I'm finding right now is there's just not a lot of kind and respectfulness out there and it can really get you down. Now, I, as just like everyone else, probably have friends that get very caught up in the negativity of the world and uh, a lot of people that got very caught up in the COVID narrative and they get very caught up in the racism narrative and religious narratives. Mm-hmm. I was raised with it with certain things that I have learned to question and moved on from. But here's the thing. Watch history. Learn from history. One of my, couple of my favorite movies is, or are, are, I love the Da Vinci Code movies because they make you think. Doesn't matter whether it's real or not, they make you think. I love National Treasure movies because I used to just love all the history out of how the United States came to be. And I'm from Canada, uh, the constitutions and our rights and freedoms and how that has been, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? Change, but that's not a strong enough word. It's been hijacked by a different narrative, uh, understanding different cultures. And, and, you know, I love the fact that I have foreign students that live in my house reason they bring a different point of view and when I'm sharing different points of view I'm learning things some things I can encourage and say "Hmm, I see the value in that other things I can question and say is that serving you is it serving your country is it serving your race I don't know but whenever I just see angry and hatred when I see the extreme Muslims burning Christian Bibles not okay with that. When I see extreme Christians, you know, uh, telling everyone that, you know, you be gay, you're a sinner, you're going to help. Not okay with that. I can stand for a lot of things and still not, and still be not okay with hatred. Hatred's just evil. I don't care where it's stemming from and how self-righteous you feel about it. It's just in my book, it's just wrong point of view, folks. It's my point of view. So here's my epiphany. Really been struggling the last couple of weeks. Uh, just, you know, why emotions have been a little bit high and low. Uh, in fact, here's just a I'm segueing. I know I'm doing it again. I have been doing a lot of research on grounding. Now, we live in a world of electronics. And we are bodies that, like in the Matrix, are basically batteries. Okay. So when I talk about the fact that we're spiritual beings having a physical experience, that physical experience is very much based in electrical impulse. And that's a proven scientific fact. Now I don't need to, you know, convince you of the science. They just go do a little research. It's, it's pretty much all out there and we are affected by all of that. So for years, I've understood the concept of you need to take a multivitamin because our soils are depleted and we're eating products and not real food. And even our real food is very nutrient deficient. Uh, All of these things are okay. Well, this is the world we live in. It is my job as a human being, being the best I want to be to supplement that diet. I'm not going to change the world and create 
food that came like from 200 years ago, you know, where fields were rotated every seven years and livestock was, was not fed corn and genetically modified food. I can't change the world I'm living in necessarily. And I certainly can't change it quick enough. So I have to learn to adapt and be the best I can in that world. Well, the same applies to sort of our invisible world. The uh, EMF, electrical magnetic fields. Yep, I have to make sure I got that right. The, I mean, you can't see radio waves, but we believe in them. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to my podcast right now. Wireless technology, 5G, you know, wireless meters on our house. I used to kind of fight it. I used to get a little angry about it. Now I realize, okay, this is the world I'm living in. I'm not willing to move to the bush and bring water out of a well and have no devices for emergencies and be away from all people. I'm not willing to make that sacrifice. So how do I adapt to live in this world as healthy as possible? Because as my regular listeners know, I have quite acute fibromyalgia. And lately I've been in a lot of extra pain and uh, struggling, just freaking struggling. And I've have been seeing someone that does the electric electric magnetic pulse therapy when I'm up in my house in Penticton. And I always feel so amazing and have such a, a strong response to it because that treatment is like getting seven days of walking around barefoot on the earth and sleeping on the ground. We block all the good stuff the earth has from us with all of our devices, wearing rubber sole shoes and all this kind of jazz. There's only so much I can do. And I've also got kids in my house, so they need their Wi-Fi. That's part of their rent. They're in school. They're doing homework at two in the morning sometimes. I have to live here and do the best I can in that environment. So I started looking into grounding stuff. And I can't also have, do not have the time or energy to always just be, or the weather where I live, where I can be outside barefoot for hours at a time and letting the earth's pulse heal me. Okay, well, I'm not prepared to be without any technology. How do I counteract it? That's my question. Find a solution. I'm not about sitting around bitching and complaining about the world we live in. Find me the solution. Now, again, going to segue even off this. This is why I'm against carbon taxes in Canada right now, because you can't tax clean air to get yourself into clean air. No, you need to promote, and we're one of the least polluting countries on the planet. So why we're being taxed by all these terrorists in, in our government is beyond me because it's going to change nothing unless you promote and support and encourage innovation. I want to look at that in my own life. What can innovation do for me to make me a little healthier? Because there is a growing body of belief that a lot of autoimmune disorders are simply the fact that our cells are almost like pinging all over the place with the electrical impulses that are always thrown at us. And we're not grounding properly. It's not leaving our bodies. So we're being left with cells that are in total chaos. I'm not going to lie, that kind of makes sense to me. Yes, I attended science class in school and that makes logical sense to me. So it's like, let's follow the logical line down to its conclusion. Okay, so back to our, my, uh, back to where I was going, where I started this was the world around us. I'm driving past the canal in Penticton and you know it's it was it was very frightening up there this year. It was these fires are crazy and there's a lot of questions around, you know, how natural are they? Are they not natural? And then depending on one way or the other, the climate activists are like, you know, this is climate change and the planet's getting warmer. Well, in actual scientific fact, we're getting cooler. 
<laughs> the temperatures the last couple of years have gone down. And there has always been disasters. 1950, that same area here in BC had one of the largest fires uh, that literally created a plume and a mushroom cloud so ginormous that, that's not really a word, that's my word, gigantic, that it could be seen by other countries on the planet. Which also makes me wonder, isn't our, we don't have a flat earth, but how do you see that around a globe? But who knows? Don't know, don't care. There's a little bit, the scientists and all of you out there can figure that one out for yourself. What I'm saying is this isn't the first time this has happened. And yet everyone jumps on a, what I like to say, ill-informed bandwagon of facts without taking into account what truly has happened in the last hundred years. It's like taking a scripture out of context and then basing an entire religion on it. Mm, no, that's actually completely ridiculous. Same thing applies here. So I'm looking around and feeling, I'm not gonna lie, feeling a bit depressed. The smoke was so thick that with my asthma, I was on my inhaler, couldn't really go outside for a couple of days. And in hindsight, you know, which is 2020, thinking we should have just come home after a week of vacation and taken another week at another time. But then I would have missed out on two wonderful days with my sister and her husband because they came in to visit. We didn't get out on the boat, but it doesn't matter. A wonderful dinner with friends. Their air conditioning was broken. We were sweating. It was smoky. Didn't matter. The joy was being with them and eating great food and watching a great movie in their very cool basement. When I say cool, it's cool on both types. It's very, it's very awesome. And it was cooler in temperature and watching a great movie on their ginormous screen. I mean, it was just uh, like being in a movie theater. It was, uh, they have a media room. It was very cool. Well, I would have missed out on that and those memories. So we, I had to step back and say, hey, accept that these were the decisions you made and find the joy in that. And the rest, well, you know what? It can't be great all the time. And that got me thinking and taking myself down a little bit of the rabbit hole of let's look at where we are. There's a lot of people, especially of my generation, that are very frustrated with the lack of critical thinking in the younger generation. We are very frustrated with very corrupt politicians that just have lied to us and have a narrative that is not even remotely based on anyone's well-being and power grabbing and greed. Okay, let's look at the history of mankind. Am, here's the question, am I truly living in a time and place in history that other people before me haven't lived in before? And I'm not talking about the specifics. I'm talking about the, the actual feeling or it, and not just a feeling, but the reality of lack of freedom and questioning, you know, the powers that be. And the answer to that is no, I'm not. I'm living in a time we all are. That is just a, another repetitive cycle of a lot of corruption and stuff. Difference. I'm living in this day and age in a lot of freaking comfort. I'm not in a hovel on the land that is owned by aristocracy, producing crops that I'm having to give to the landowner and keeping just what I need to eat. And every day is a struggle. There are still, that still exists on this planet. No, I live in a first world nation that I thought all my life was a democracy. I'm realizing now, 
that may not quite be what I believed. And I look back at history and thought, really? There's only been two generations of supposed freedom in my country. Two generations, my mother's and my grandparents. Before that, we were still living under a lot of, you know, the crown. Women, I'm speaking from my point of view now, from my gender, did not have equal rights to men. Children, in a lot of places on the planet, were just young slave labor. They were, you know, 200 years ago, kids were still working in factories by the age of 12. Uh, like in, in Great Britain. So I kind of have to laugh a little bit. I have to, I have to find the humor in some of the, I'm going to use the word ignorance, with people that aren't educating themselves, in the fact that there's this whole colonial, anti-colonial movement going on, you know, that white people are now the, you know, are Satan incarnate and we are the bad people. So we're just, the racism has just changed color and now it's against whites. Okay. I don't know how to apologize for the fact that hundreds of years ago, the industrial revolution happened in European countries. My son actually has a really great way of explaining all that, but it did. But you also have to understand that in history, innovation prior a thousand years ago, when you look at like the Mayan culture, not white people, Egyptian culture, not white people, Romans even, they had amazing science, technology, astrology, so far ahead of their time compared to the rest of the globe, those civilizations all fell. And right now, this is just the, our civilization. And who knows, it might fall. But you have to look at all of it. And in that white-dominated colonialism, like they like to, we allowed our children at eight years of age to go and live in poverty and work in factories. And, and value of life was no different than it is in a lot of third world countries today. I know, let that sink in for a minute. The problem is a lot of people don't want to hear that. They want to think that this is the worst time or that, you know, their pain and anger is somehow personal and their feelings are, are so important. It's like, no, it's, it's really not. Mankind is still evolving and we've got a long way to go. So what I realized was at this time in history, I like to be grateful, especially in a first world nation. I have to admit, and even in other countries where perhaps they do not have the luxury we have, but they have three square meals a day, how about we be grateful for what we do have during this continuous migration and continuous evolution of humans on the planet? People are always moving around. We, I don't think there's a country on this globe, and I'm sure there is, but I can't bring anything to mind right now, that is as it was a thousand years ago. Someone was already con always conquering someone, invading someone, um, making some demographic the bad guy, uh, the infidels, you know, the unclean. Wow, it just doesn't really matter. I always have to laugh a little bit, and please just find the humor with me. I love history during uh, England. And their attitudes, you know, as they ran around conquering the globe about how we need to make everyone English. You know, they need to be like us. We go into India and we take over or they took over, not me. I'm a Canadian. But it's where my background comes from. Uh, and, and, and just so you know, 
I'm not going to run around apologizing for my ancestors, which really is the kind of the newest trend right now that I should be blamed for something that people that I don't, wasn't even alive. I, I can't, I can't do that. Okay. I'm just looking at the big picture saying, how about we just kind of take a really critical look at things. And the British, the sun never set on the British empire for a period of time. We all learned that in, in school. What right did that tiny little island have to go around the world and think everyone else needed to be civilized like them? And where the joke in this story is, civilized, really? Uh, the majority of Great Britain lived in squalor, unclean, uneducated. Even the aristocracy uh, probably was quite unclean. You look at France, you look at England, you look at anything. We did not have the knowledge we have today. And anybody that wasn't the 10%, hmm, that sounds a little familiar to right now, that lived below the people that felt they had God-given right to their titles and their land and their wealth, well, guess what? They eventually lost it all because they just became lazy and useless. Landowners were not minding their uh, estates and looking after their people. With power comes great responsibility. So when a monarch is not putting his people first, you can look at history. It eventually all fails because people rise up against them. Because they just, when power and greed becomes the only focus, history will quote unquote fix it. It just does. I mean, look at, you just, you have to look at the past. We are no differently living in that right now. We are watching governments, World, World Economic Forum, the WHO, grasping at power and, and such that just want to once again subjugate human, the human race. How is that different from anything before? Well, let me tell you. Because we have come so far in history, we are, should be educated, fed, and we have luxury in North America. So why, instead of becoming victims, are we not leading the innovation of awareness and fighting the narrative? Because it's really not a different world, guys. It's different in the fact that we have amazing technology, but fundamentally, people, human beings, are still struggling. They are still finding their way, their worth, their value, their contribution. How is that different from any prior time in history? So that is what I had to come to terms with in the last few weeks to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, there's no ugliness in the world. There's always been a lot of ugliness. And if like me, you read or watch shows and TV shows that are period pieces, I always, I always laugh a little bit when I watch something with my granddaughter and she kind of looks at me sometimes with her, with that question in her eyes going, this isn't making any sense, grandma. And I have to explain to her, well, honey, in, in this period, in this country, in this demographic or whatever was going on, maybe in that particular show, women didn't have rights. They had, they were chattel. They were, they were married off and their wealth went with them, but only to be controlled by the husband. Um, that's how marriages were arranged in, for instance, in England. What about, you know, what's going on here, grandma? Uh, why, why are they, you know, why is no one getting educated? Well, in that demographic, in that country, in this period of time, education was only for the wealthy. 
So a lot of the population could not read or write. And she just looks at me and I'm thinking, what are you not learning in school? That is what we have to remember. That is what gives, should be giving you hope. We have a huge battle still yet to fight for the awakening of mankind on this planet. And all the trappings, the physical trappings, the clothes we wear, the food we eat, the house we live in, rights, democracy, dictatorships, whatever, they're not the core evolution of us as human beings. It is our ability to grow and discern that separates us from the animals. And from, and there was a great line in the new Jurassic Park movie, which, you know, I'm a big fan of the franchise, so dinosaurs have always kind of been my thing. In the new movie where they marry the old actors and the new actors from the two different franchises together, uh, his name's left my brain, and Malcolm says, we as human beings have no more right to survive on this planet than any other living organism. Let me tell you, that is a tough, tough thing to swallow for most people. Okay? And I'm wondering if we truly need to change our, the way we think and our point of view around that thing. What if we simply started teaching our children and accepting as human beings that one, all lives matter? Just all. Not specific. All. All lives matter. It doesn't matter your race, your creed, whatever. Okay. And what if we accept and teach that change comes from innovation and critical thinking? Kindness to others. I think a couple of months back I spoke on the Ten Commandments and I sort of put it into layman's terms. You know, treat other people as you would like to be treated. That's really not rocket science, as I like to say. It really is just a way of being. I understand that everyone's a little different. Some people have gift of service and service. Other people have gift of hospitality, gift of knowledge. You know, you meet someone that's super smart and they have zero social skills. Or you meet someone that is just amazing and so attractive to other people, like their energy just draws everyone in. They have no sense of responsibility. You know, it, it, that's because we're human. And these are the things that as we move forward as a species, that's the word I'm looking for. We are a species on this planet. Humankind, we're a species. It doesn't matter if you're a brown horse or a white horse or a black horse, completely irrelevant. The horses don't care. They just care that you're a horse. We could maybe take some lessons from that. <laughs> the alligators don't care which shade of green you're on as long as you're all alligators, okay? And we look at nature like it's something foreign to us. It's not. It is an ecosystem to which we are part of the circle of life and of story. And then how can we be better? We are the only living thing on this planet that can critical think. I have a smart dog and she's very loving and she's wonderful. But she's not making decisions on her life. But she doesn't have the ability to change and to make a change in the world like I can as a human being. Does that make sense to everybody? Anyways, those were my thoughts today. So I encourage you, points of view, 
changing the way you think and we're up, brought up, these things are important. They're very important. This is about moving forward as human beings to be the best possible us we can be, showing compassion, showing love, being kind. I really can't think how else to, you know, how further to stress that point of view or that wish because that is my wish for you in your life. Accept where you are, strive to be better, and don't forget to be globally responsible to understand that there is more than just you on this planet, whether it being other human beings or the animals, the insects, the viruses, everything that exists on this plane of existence. Strive to understand and to accept. I really can't think of what more else we could do. Uh, lots, I'm sure. But for me, I think that needs to be more of a focus for my subconscious so that I'm not spiraling. Remember, we are not the first uh, generation in history to be faced with bad, bad things. I think just sometimes we think we are. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com and Instagram at livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through Shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan. <laughs>